Liverpool. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, listener. On my right wing is Neil, on my left wing is Tom, and I'm your false nine, Nick. And we are here to discuss the Liverpool Football Club. How are you, gentlemen? Doing all right. I'm all right. You uh, you even introduced that in a sleepy fashion, I think. Yeah, it's a rainy Monday. Yeah. You know, everyone comes to New England for the leaf peeping, and they forget it only lasts like a week because this is our <laughs> rainy season. It just turns into... Dangerous driving because all the wet leaves on the ground. And yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, a few slips this morning. I saw that. Yeah, even my car is four wheel driving. Oh, I was slipping. Wasn't me. And... Someone hit a barrier. Oh, that's. But that's that's local news. Let's talk different. <laughs> yes, please. I wondered if you were sleepy because of a. Uh, even though Liverpool's beautiful victory over Nottingham Forest, it was still a bit of a sleepy. It was very, yeah. very, very, very sleepy. I'm um, not complaining, by the way. I'll take three 0 sleepy every week. That's how we want to play uh, teams like Forest. That's what we've been saying. We need to beat confidently the teams that are bad. We need to play very well and beat the teams that are good and then draw or beat the teams at the top. Um, We are at the top. Not at the top of top, but we are fourth. The other teams around us, we have to... We're only three points off those Spurs bastards. Uh, I wanted to use the C word there. I stopped myself. (laughs) I deserve a dollar from the jar. That's not how that works. If we draw against the top of the table away and win at home and take, what is it, 60 points from the bottom 10, I'll be a happy camper. That's a lot to ask, I realize. But right now we're 100 for 100 on that. Um, We've only lost to Spurs and drawn with Brighton. And see, drawn with Chelsea. Over. Wow. Yeah, I was huh? going to say, well that was, done, Nick. That I was am the not first over time it. he has actually never looked <laughs> angry. I'm not over it. We're talking about table numbers, not my feelings, oh. guys. He's, he's pushing it away like... like. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'll backtrack all day on that. I'll never be over that. I'm going to be talking about this in April. Never back down. I never will. Not on that. It's, all right, we're moving on. <laughs> Let's talk about some news first. Um, anyone that follows the club has heard what's happened with uh, Luis Diaz, the tragic news that his parents were kidnapped over the weekend um, by armed bandits on motorcycles. I don't even know what to do. Do we know that it's targeting of his family or is it just like a random kidnapping? Is it because he's, I haven't heard either. Because he's a high profile person. I have heard the rewards 40,000 and you know what? I thought that was quite a low number for a professional football. Well, it's like two million pesos. <laughs> okay. So it's a lot right. for a third world country. Is Colombia considered third world? I don't want to be in, I, insulting. I no, I don't think so, really. I don't think you're uh-huh. insensitive. It's just you, your lack of knowledge in geography. Uh, I, like I've, every other American. Or the fact that I've never been to Colombia and probably never will have been. I don't to think Columbia. you've ever been to Connecticut. <laughs> uh-huh. Many times, I stumbled actually. over Connecticut there. <laughs> <laughs> No, I've spent a summer in Mexico working with uh, with Indian children and that kind of stuff. And that's true. That's not just me saying that. Um, but that's another story for another time. Let's get back to poor Luis Diaz. Um, you know, our thoughts and if you pray, prayers go out to him. Yeah. Um, it's tragic news. His mother was released uh, as of recording this at 630 on Monday night. His father has not been despite false rumors. Um, so we're just sending, you know, if you look on our instagram page we're sending a lot of a lot of thoughts his way um as did the team for the first goal that was scored mm-hmm. on the weekend jata ran around the pitch with uh 
Mr. Yeah, Klopp said he was surprised by that. He didn't know that that was that Klopp, was coming. Klopp said he was like moved and yeah. emotional to the point where he like didn't know how to react, which mm-hmm. I thought was. I mean, that says all there is to say about all the things that we've said about Klopp in the last what has it been seven years now? Um, that he really does have a special connection to this team, and it was very moving. Um, so I'm glad they were able to do that. Um, so we'll move on from that. That's it's very sad, and we hope for the best. Um, there were some details regarding the rumors um, with Andre, who was a Brazilian player that we were linked to all summer. Um, some more details came out about that. So we don't typically play rumor mill here, or we try not to. Um, but Andre was big talk. And as it turns out, there was a contract extended to him by a big European club. Uh, he wasn't specific on it, but I think Liverpool were the only ones linked to him. And uh, as it turns out, he wanted to take the contract, but had given his home club his word that he would stay for another year. And so as much as he wanted to take the contract, he chose to stay in Brazil um, for that club whose name I have no idea how to pronounce. So forgive me. Fluminese. Thank you. Um, that's what I would have guessed, but thanks for the confirmation there. Um but we are still linked to him. I believe he's a holding midfielder. <laughs> I don't know. I've never watched his team play, and I don't know much about the player, to be honest. I just remember hearing his name a ton during the summer. Um, so there's that bit of news. And then finally, there was a flag raised uh, during the 37th minute and an ovation given for the passing of Paul McHugh, who was a uh, lifelong global traveling Liverpool supporter and apparently a very... Well-known, well-loved person on the cop end of Anfield. I don't know if you guys have know anything about this guy, but no. uh, quite a deal was made of it. So we wanted to just give him a shout out um, as the cop did over the weekend. Uh, moving on from Liverpool news, we have to touch on this before we get into the Liverpool-Nottingham Forest result. And that is the saga of Jaden Sancho. Who does he play for? Ah, Scum. Shit team somewhere. Scum. That's right. That's right. United. Manchester United. (laughs) Very, very good team that's playing very well right now. Uh, (laughs) Everyone remembers Jaden Sancho as being one of the heroes of Dortmund a couple of years ago. One of those players that Dortmund develops and then sells off for a ridiculous sum of money. And then all of a sudden we kind of stopped hearing his name. Um, So a little bit of history here. He came in, I believe, the year before Ronaldo came back to United. Wow, he's been there that long? Yeah, yeah he's, he's been, been there, there for a few while. Years. I mean, Bellingham, I think, was his replacement at Dortmund, so I'm not surprised. Really. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he came in, then Ronaldo came in, and kind of seemed like it pushed Sancho out. I mean, Sancho's still very young. I believe he's 23 as it stands right now. I think so. Um so Ronaldo kind of took his spot, and then even then, it seemed like Sancho couldn't fit in because you've got, I think he played primarily right wing with an overlapping fullback uh, with Dortmund, and then obviously United don't play that same system, so he struggled on the right, they moved him to the left, he couldn't quite fit in there, and then they put him in as a false nine for a little while, but that's not really how United play, so he kind of struggled to fit in. And then when Ronaldo was having all of his silliness going on last year with the club... Uh, I think you pronounced hissyfit incorrectly. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, he had mentioned something about how 
players he said something very broad in general about how players don't work as hard as he remembered working when he was young and a lot of people are now equating that to to maybe him referring to players like Jaden Sancho who have come out as lazy and uh yeah they don't like to try hard Tom what do you say so our ex um I can't remember was he a midfielder Danny Murphy midfielder yeah Danny Murphy. Anyway, Danny Murphy has actually come out and said something very similar. Um, he says there's too many players getting away with defending when they want and when they don't want. Uh, there's not enough repercussions. Under Klopp or Pep or Arteta, you don't put in the work, you don't get to play. Uh, really basic stuff is what they're failing at, he said. And I kind of agree with him. I also remembered a Bill Shankly uh, quote that went... Uh, I'm hard on people when I need to be hard uh, to be hard on and I'd put them in jail for not working hard enough. It's basically his, his message. Fair um, enough. And I, I agree with what you're saying. They're not working hard enough. So Sancho's had a bit of a history of this, actually. A little bit. It's definitely gotten worse it's at United. Prior to going to Dortmund, he was at Man City. Mm-hmm. And... Man City had concerns about his attitude in training and they didn't offer him a contract which is and he was engineering his way away from the club and that's when he signed for Dortmund so this was pre-pep I believe. yeah it would have been pre-pep because yeah. it would have been 2017 I think yeah so it was so. still uh what's his name Mancini was it sounds still? about right yeah I mean it could have been Ericsson there's a there's been a bunch of people in yeah my, my time like Mark Hughes there's a, there's a before the money came in but but either way, I, I didn't realize a lot about it. I, I only heard more about it since this, this whole fracas with um, Ten Hag has a um, fracas, as some people <laughs> would say. Um, so who, who are these people? <laughs> fracas? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Those are my countrymen. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, so, yes, it's a, there's a history here. Uh, I agree. If you're not training hard, and you know, I think we saw it a little bit with Liverpool with Cavalio potentially. We talked a lot last year about why aren't we seeing him? Why aren't we seeing him? What's going on in training? He's got his low move away and isn't playing for Leipzig either because of his. Um, he is. He's just not playing well. Yeah. Well, he's, he wasn't he's playing early though. Six or eight games. Oh, he has now. Okay. Yeah, I follow him on Fatma. <laughs> it's very disappointing. I yeah. was very wrong. It seems. Yeah, we thought he was going to be the next hot thing. So. Well, he did play well for what we saw in Liverpool. but So here's my question to both of you guys. Now, there's no question that Jadon Sancho's behavior is questionable. Is the way Eric Ten Hag is handling it, it seems like childish all around to me. I don't like seeing what Eric Ten... It's like he's using this as a stick measure. Public apology, I think, is ridiculous. It's This is a... This is a this should be a closed in conversation the, yes. in the club and... We were concerned last year about Carvalho not playing, but we heard nothing from Liverpool about why he wasn't playing. I was just going to ask you. But it's the same deal. Ten Hag is it. coming out and saying poor training habits. But he shouldn't say anything. He needs to keep it. Yeah, but he's just in-house. poking that stick right back at him. As a manager, you shouldn't be doing that. Uh, well, yeah, I no, think that's, that's my point. Yeah, Ten Hag shouldn't have said anything. Oh, I thought you were on about Sancho. No, Ten Hag shouldn't have said anything to begin with. Either. Evidently, since then, they've sat down, they've gone over the video together, and Ten Hag has shown him specifically what he meant in training. Right. There's a whole bunch of of information about it, about they were playing 
mimicking the opposition. He was meant to play as was an Arsenal to, player. Yeah, he was meant to play as an Arsenal player, and he just didn't didn't do what he was told to do. And so Ten Hag has gone over this, and he and Sancho were in an impasse. But all all of that must happen all of the time at lots of clubs. Right. But you keep it behind closed doors. 100%. Unless you're United, because there's a couple out here I can think of. So Ferguson, Beckham, for instance, and... Fair, yeah, right, but yeah. It they have a history, but it does yeah. happen exactly. It and gets this out. isn't people. This isn't. Out. I mean, Pep called out Calvin Phillips for coming into training fat. True, but it didn't completely dismantle the locker room. Now, with what Ten Hag's doing, he made it public first. This wasn't public until Ten Hag came out and after he was questioned about it, because he could have easily said he's not fitting into the system I'm trying to play right Just now. Just said he's not ready yet. Or yeah, he's not ready yet. With him. You know, that's what Klopp says. Yes, exactly. It's like, oh yeah, working hard in training. Or just say, yeah, he's wor- we're working with him in training. So this escalated when Sancho tweeted out that he feels like there's more to this than just his training habits and all that. And that's when Ten Hag said, okay, enough is enough. And that's when it blew up publicly. And now the way he's being treated is, I think both guys have been kind of dumb in all of this but when i heard some of the things that he how he's being treated at the club to the point where he has to use the academy locker room to change but he has to lock the door because the underage players can't accidentally walk in obviously that's some kind of law yeah. between adults and underage which is good but it just seems so extreme for a guy that's going no i don't want to apologize i disagree with you i know i say it nearly every week but the club is sick and the United it really Club is. is sick to the core. So we talked about this over a text on Saturday night or whatever. And I said, yeah. like, it, it's not. It, yeah, we're a Liverpool podcast. Obviously, we're going to be biased against United. That's just the way things go, because that's the way the history has gone. But they have a track record of this. I'd like to quote, I think it was about 9,000 Man City fans at uh, Old Trafford. <laughs> uh, Old Trafford is falling down. It is. Literally and Ten uh, Hag is a fucking clown. Pardon my language. That was their chant, not mine. Beep that. <laughs> Still in ninth though, aren't they? I mean, they're not good. That's, that's for sure. And they don't seem to. And now I've noticed, what have I been saying for weeks? There's no system in place. You have been saying that. Finally, do you want a system night, as a Liverpool fan? Do you want a system place right now? Uh, no, this there, is there great. we go. Let's move on. Well, no, because Eric <laughs> Ten Hag addressed that. I think he's yesterday. doing a great job. Fantastic. So he said they asked him, "Why aren't you playing the kind of football that you played at Ajax?" And he said that they will never play the football that was played at Ajax. Now, people I took don't that think to Ajax mean, are playing the football that's played at Ajax. Well, either. yeah, judging by their table, but <laughs> then speak up, Neil. <laughs> um, but so. The thing is, I think that's he's being misquoted there because essentially what he's saying is, well, I have different players here. He did elaborate on that comment. I have different players here, so we're going to play Didn't a different bring system. In three players from my four hundred million dollars he spent on this club. Eighteen months he's been with them, and there's still no system. Okay, you even if you were brought in to play the Ajax system, which you're failing miserably at, you have no system to play. And now, for the second season in a row, at the same time, he's finding a player to make a scapegoat to rally his dressing room. I don't disagree. So Why I don't do know. You sound angry about this. Though? Rotten club. <laughs> It's gross. I think Sancho, as stupid as he is, he's a 23-year-old kid. You treat him like a 23-year-old kid. You don't treat him like an indentured servant. Agreed again. Ten Hag should know better. He's the adult in the room there. 100%. Um, anyone have any other thoughts on news, or should we take a quick break before we get into the result? Ooh. All right, let's take a break.
Welcome back, listener. On to the good news, because we started off with so much bad news. Liverpool no, win 3 news when United are being shot. That's fair. That's fair. Anyway, Liverpool win 3-0 to Nottingham Forest. Home at Anfield. It was honestly a quietly dominating performance. Um, it really was. Right from the, the very first five minutes, we were camped in there. Final third. Yeah. And... It got to the point on 17, I think it was, where I expressed that I was a little concerned that we hadn't finished our chances yet. And I felt as though it was going to be one of those where we camped in the final third for the whole game and then end up losing 1-0 yeah. with some freak thing. And then I think they had like one chance, though, in the first half. I don't they know. Really did, yeah. They really didn't. So I think we went into the half two up, but the chances did not cut. That first 20 minutes where we were dominating, there were no chances. Yeah. And it did. I, I agree with you, especially going back and rewatching it. I'm looking at it like, I I get it. I get why Neil was concerned. We're, it's a lot of ball for nothing. Yeah. Totally understand that. It was me that you turned around to and said that. A uh, couple of quick little things. Did you know that it was our 1200th Premier League game at Anfield at the weekend? I didn't, but I do now. And oh. the first Premier League game at Anfield was against Nottingham Forest where we lost 1-0. Oh. Sorry, I had to bring that full circle. Oh. By the way, our last defeat... At Anfield was exactly one year ago on Saturday. That I did know. Yeah. That's a nice little stat to have. Yeah. yeah. Two. Brighton? I can't remember and I don't really I think care. It might have been Brighton. I, I don't think, think you're Brighton. right. Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Brighton. That was a not a good day. Looking this up, Forrest apparently has never won at Anfield, even under Clough. No. Uh, according to Google. I think it's 60, 69 or 65 was the last time that I think. That, but yeah, I'm not. Was that 1865? Well, Just out of curiosity. Who am I to to argue with the mighty Google? <laughs> <laughs> we kneel to you. We we can we can only argue Chat GPT, which is regularly wrong. But yeah. Google, Google always comes through. Um, yeah. So we had uh, Salah walked away with a bunch more big milestones too. Um, this is his twelfth goal involvement on the season for second most in that stat. Um, what was the big, I, I want to say it was like he's the first or the third player ever to hit five goals home in his first five home. It's a really weird Jerry pick stat. But. Scored every Premier League at Anfield this season. Is it Salah? Yeah. 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 That's so the one you're looking for. There's two other players that have done it. One of them was oh. John Aldridge and then someone else from the Neil's time in the <laughs> 1800s or something like that. Back in my day. <laughs> um, so yeah, Salah's having a phenomenal season, and I feel like other than us, I don't hear a lot of people talking about it, but this is one of his, like even all the other Liverpool podcasts and content creators that I follow, I don't hear a lot about Salah. Is this a disappointing season by his standards? 12 goal in- involvements through 10 matches? He's just a different player. I think that's what, yeah. you know, he's much more the creator. Um, he's not, I mean, I think we said it last year, we're not seeing the cut inside, curl it into the top corner with your left foot right. anymore, which was kind of his trademark. His trademark now is just an all-round contributor to the good of the team. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's more difficult to see that. Mm. And so he almost worked, like he's lacking the razzle-dazzle. Kind of. And, and I'm not complaining. By razzle-dazzle, do you mean like finishing? I mean, yeah. Putting yeah, it, yeah all the, the pretty but crazy. setting up goals. 
he's working his way into the box. He's looking for that extra oh, he's pass. Tracking back, I'm saying he's doing oh, yeah. everything. But well, what we were saying last year was that um, Salah wasn't getting the goal count because he's always triple teamed. Well, now he's finding the open man from the defenders he sucks in, or he's finding very somebody that will assist the man that'll put in, such as Sabaslai yeah. or Darwin. But or... look at that footwork before he passes oh, it to Sabaslai. It was so, awesome. It's incredible. So speaking of, let's get on to Sabaslai, who had he was the man of the match. Two assists. Could you His first him? two. We he had, hasn't had any assists yet this season, which shocked me. But I looked back and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess he really hasn't. So two assists for his first two against uh, a woeful Forest side. It's nice watching him in midfield, controlling the play, vision of passing. Yes, very but forward. the long shots, mate. There's too many long shots he, when you use open players. He's still looking for him. This isn't 1998. You got it. You got to get the ball. You got to wind that closer. in just a little bit, mate. Yeah. Or at least wait for the opening for that shot to make sense. It seems like he's just belting it in and hoping it doesn't find someone's head along the way. I mean, I'm okay with taking a shot from outside the box. Oh um, yeah. You know, we don't want to be like trying to walk it in. And for a little bit in the also game against true. Forest, we for the first like 20 minutes or until we scored. I did feel as though we were trying to walk it in. We, and we had so much possession and so much um, attack and ball in the final third. But if you looked at our actual shots, number of shots on 17 minutes, it was like something like number of shots one. Yeah. Yeah. Not a so, lot of effort to get the ball in the net despite all the domination and yeah, possession. Yeah. So, I think in that situation, if you've got a team sitting back on you, then trying to loosen them up by sending a shot from distance, hoping that they'll come out and try and close that down, leaving spaces, may not be a bad idea. Um, so well, one I'm thing, okay taking a shot every now and again. Uh, to your point, one thing that we've probably become like conditioned to be afraid of is not being able to break down the low block, which Agreed. Forrest, I mean, that was their game plan, was low block encounter like all lower table teams against us. And one, we've done really well to stop the counter. That's the Gagan pressing at hand. Win the ball back as soon as you lose it. Um, two, I think quietly we've done much better against the low block this season. After that first 20 minutes when, when you turned around to us and said, oh, I'm, I'm worried. I, I was sitting there kind of going, okay, yeah, but at the same time, we could go 70 minutes without scoring here if we can't break down their low block. And then all of a sudden... Because of the rebuilt midfield, we are able to break down the low block because the ball movement is so much tighter because, and this is not trying to talk badly about our former captain, but Sabaslai playing in that on that part of the pitch, he is just better with the ball at his feet than Jordan Henderson was. And that's something we've been missing for a very long time. So I, I think that's a huge part of it. Graven Birch was playing the wing with McAllister at the number six, which I know I've been against, but against a team like Forrest that did not hurt us at all. McAllister actually had a really good game. Um, I want to disagree just a little bit on that Henderson comment. I knew you were going to do that. Go on. I actually disagree with it because Jordan Henderson was doing kind of what's the boss like, maybe not as good, but in a different fashion, he used to do a lot more long balls into whatever. Anyway, that's nitpicking. But Henderson, up until about three years ago, maybe, maybe. Yeah, when I feel like declining. he started. Yeah, yeah. That's when we should have started getting someone in under him. And that's my point. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. Where we haven't seen that, and that's why we become because Liverpool used to be able to break down the low block during the Champions League winning year and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And we're not doing that for the last few years. But Dom downplayed Henderson. He 
He did a lot. I'm off literally the ball. calling out what he did on the pitch when we struggled there. That's what's happening. I know you you love Jordan Henderson, and I don't blame you for that. We all love Jordan Henderson, but we got to be critical of the players when they deserve it. And the last three years, Henderson was dreadful. And then we agree. Yeah. See, <laughs> just like that. Ding um, ding. So. <laughs> Kanate had a good game as well. Um, he was on fire, mate. Yeah, 97% pass percentage success, which is unbelievable. I, I mean, it's not like Forrest really gave our defense. I, what did they have, two shots on goal? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, Allison Becker could have taken a nap in the, in the net and had no issues at all whatsoever. Um, all three of our forwards scored. Jata opened it up. Then Darwin got his. And then Sala got his on that weird... I don't know what the hell was going on. Bad defending, no communication. That's what happened there. Sabasa, uh, there was blind even, pass way up the pitch. There was even an attempt by the goalkeeper to literally just put his hand out. And if he <laughs> yeah. touched it, he would have been off. I know. We saw Nick Pope would do that, that. Sorry, hold on. Would that have been... Sorry, going to the rules man over here. Um, would that have been an indirect free kick? Would that have just been mm. a penalty? No, would I that think, have been uh, a free no, kick it from... Been, it would have been a free kick from where the, the offense would have just been put against 10 men. Yeah. All right, fair enough. I wouldn't. That's what I happened. Sure. Nick Pope did that against yeah. Newcastle. Was that last year or this year? It was last year. Was, that was last spring. He was yeah. less far out of his box when he did that, and uh, he got to the ball. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, they got to the ball too. He just went over their heads. And it was. A, <laughs> yeah. I just remember you yelling, "That's a back pass! That's a back <laughs> yes. pass from the depths of the pub somewhere." <laughs> it's like, oh my god, it was a back pass. Um, yeah. So there was another one of those this weekend as well. I can't remember what game it was, but I remember there was another one. I was like, that's a back pass. Yeah. And it doesn't happen often. Nothing happened. Oh, really? Yeah. That's probably the refs don't know the rules. <laughs> Honestly. We can I mean, get to that a little later. Uh, yeah. We will. Um, what else? Did, did anyone see anything to be critical of Liverpool about? Was there anything at all? No, but I would like to say this little triangle that um, most people have started to notice. And I've got to say, watching the replays, yes, I noticed it. The Zabaslai Salad Nunes. Yes. If you go back and watch their little triangle, watch where they all are. It's like watching us the year we won it. We were just had mm -hmm. a man open every time moving forward. It's like watching the 90s Bulls. It's unbelievable. <coughs> and and there we go. I mean, I hate the Bulls, so <coughs> I'll put that out there too. But I love Jordan, I mean, though. That's where the triangle comes from. You're um, talking Henderson again. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's not James Ward Prowse. Oh. <laughs> uh, James. <laughs> oh. um, no, it's so, true, though. Those three players are just an attacking force. Until Jota scored, I thought he was doing a lot. He was present a lot, which is good, but he wasn't doing a lot with it. Mm. And, the word um, I have down here is poacher. Yeah. That's we, what he is. But we were just said starting to be a little um, rumblings of discontent with Jota, and uh, and then he scored to shut every us all Every week. Up. Yeah. Every week. We'd say, ah, oh, he's shit. And then every week he comes out and he yeah, scores. Yeah, see, I didn't think he was shit. Uh, no. Because he was very present. But it, a lot of our attacks seemed to be coming through him, but we weren't ever getting a shot off. So it wasn't quite working there. And maybe it's not working because on the other side, what you guys are saying, you got this beautiful triangle going on and maybe Jota's not formed that relationship for sure is that because he's not or always in the team because Diaz is there uh, that was just going to say that is it because Diaz was meant to be in the team to that day well Jota's I mean not even quietly he is putting together a great season right now so I mean I'd rather be wrong 
in this case and see him keep scoring goals. And you know what? I don't care because if he's not there, if he's poaching goals, if he's not there when Darwin flicks it over to him, we don't score that goal. And who knows if the momentum ends up getting the better of us and something worse happens. But, you know, if he's in the right place at the right time and he's going to score the goal, whatever. Poacher's goal. Yeah, take it. Very difficult time at the moment to judge how the players have really settled in because we've got the fixture list coming up. Well, we've just had the Toulouse game. We've got, we had the Forest game. We've got a Luton game. We've got a Bournemouth game. It's not exactly a bunch of tough opposition. So we do we, have City at the end of this. And then so we that's ha- where I'm going. That's going to be the test to see really has it bedded in. Has Klopp figured out who his number six is? Has he mm. figured out who his starting left wing is? Mm. Um, and so on. So I think this starting left wing will be Diaz until Diaz gives him a reason for it not to be. And I know I've been critical of Diaz, but I, I'm very torn on that because some games he looks phenomenal. Some minutes he looks phenomenal next to other minutes where he doesn't. Um, but I would still take Diaz over Jota, I think, nine times out of ten. Um, He's a little bit more flair, a little bit more want to run with the ball even if he runs into nothing he still makes a little bit of space sometimes he might get the pass off sometimes he might just draw the foul Mm -hmm. so true yeah i don't and i get your point i don't see that much from jota but i do see him working his way to the box and being there for ball drops exactly absolutely it takes a good football mind to be in those open spaces when you need to be you know, because keep in mind too, you got it. You got it. Guys are playing the offside trap a lot too, and he never gets called offside. It never happens. So you have to know when to shoot. You can never I mean, say I, never. I played at a very, very low level of, of football, and I was terrible at that. County if, leagues. If, if I got the not even that, but if I got the ball, I just. But did they get the ball think about stuck st- in you, and they had to climb you to get it down? <laughs> Tree comment. Got it. Um, but. It, if I got the ball, I had to think about what to do with it. Yeah, and I think yeah. you know. By the time I thought about what to do with it, the, the opportunity had gone. Yeah, and I think that's that's Jodders and those goal poachers. The, the difference, they just know where the goal is, and they, they they know where to be at the right time, and they know what to do when they get the situation. Mm-hmm. Put the ball in the back of the net, and mm-hmm. so agreed. Well, I think that about wraps it up. There really isn't a lot to say here. Um, it was a near perfect performance from Liverpool from the 20th minute onward. And uh, there was never a threat from Forrest. There was that one threat where they were played on side with oh, Alexander wow. Arnold, not holding the line. You're right. And the ball went across the line. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They well, did have one the line breaking pass that they were unable to do anything with, unfortunately. But yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. Yeah, I, we still need to make sure we preserve that defensive line. And but you know, one, you, if City you get, score a goal there, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm, I'm thinking. But if you can get through a game and having one mistake, you're always going to have one mistake a game. Yeah, you're never going to be absolute perfect. So it was as close as it could be. Yeah, but yeah, dominating performance. All right, cool. Let's take a break before we look at the rest of the fixtures. Hey there, listener. We're back, and we're here to talk about the rest of the results from the weekend. Let's start with Chelsea and Brentford. What'd you think? 
Nil two. Let's go Brentford up the bees. A shocker. Yeah. Was it though? Mm, I can't remember what I predicted, but Brentford to come out two nil out of that. It was. I mean, it really should have been one nil because that last goal was kind of a. They just they they pulled their keeper on a corner and. Oh yeah, like he was out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, like, and he got beat. Um, yeah. I was actually pleasantly surprised by how quickly he was able to get back. So I'll give him what? credit for that. that it was, wasn't enough, but he was fast. Do you know what wasn't quick? What? VAR to the point where the Six stadium minutes. was chanting, this is embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right VAR so. took way too long, apparently. Awful. Awful, awful, awful. That is embarrassing. Six minutes. Yeah. Six minutes. To make the decision. That's ridiculous. And most of us are looking at the TV going, it's this within seconds. Mm-hmm. And it just... It, how can it not be clear and obvious? Or by definition, it's not clear and obvious if it takes you six minutes to make. Exactly. Yeah, a hundred percent. There's nothing obvious about it. Yeah. Agreed. Sherlock um, Holmes, that shit. But Chelsea continue to struggle, and against Brentford, that was a bit surprising. Um, Chelsea struggling doesn't surprise me, but when they're drawing against Arsenal and they're winning games, then all of a sudden they come up just against the struggling inconsistency Brentford. is crazy. Yeah, you should just put black and white stripes on them and call them referees for... No? no? Not black and white, dude. All right, the refs in... Yeah. Black or white. <laughs> Once upon a time. No, Maybe in American in sports. They yeah, always Maybe. have been. It's and all yellow. American sports yellow. black and white. They were always in black. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because it was always um, who's the bastard in the black. Oh, right. That's true. That's yeah. true. We call them zebras here, so that's why I just automatically I went were to them. Workers of shoe store. That's possible too. Anyway, <laughs> um, we weren't sponsored did, by that, did, so I didn't mention. Did it. you guys see the Neil Maupai ridiculousness on this island? I didn't. I just read it in your notes, and that was funny. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> As someone who actively roots against Chelsea for no reason other than I just don't really like them, um, to see him do that, I mean, he's shit. He's not a good player by any stretch of the mind. So what he is good for is shithousing, and he did a great job of it. It was hilarious. It was a brilliant shot. What's that? That that shot in that yeah. game. No, not the shot when he was running by Palmer, taking the free oh, kick, and he just nudged oh. the ball as he ran by, warming up on Sorry, the Sorry, there was line. a shot in that game. It was completely outside the box. Goalkeeper was way off the line. It didn't even touch the 18-yard no. <laughs> box. No, he booted it. He's terrible. Hey, Brighton got good money for him. Uh, yeah, that's very true. Um, much like a lot of Chelsea players. Everyone on Chelsea, too much money for what, how they're performing. Um, Arsenal beat Sheffield 5-0. This is not really something to talk about other than... Eddie Nketiah gets a hat trick. Um, Actually, in his first three shots. He only took three shots and got three. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. Good for him. I like him. I think he's a good player. No, I know Arsenal You should fans check out his third shot because it's miles outside that box. Yeah. Oh, did you? I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Neil, did no, you see that shot? Game. I didn't. But I should, I should check it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So have they found the striker? Last week we were talking about have Arsenal got a striker? We said uh, Jesus is more of a false nine. And um, if it's Nketiah, I got to take him off my bench and put him on the field now. It's it's not Nketiah. I don't think it's Nketiah. I it, they were playing Sheffield. I'm higher on him. A lot of Arsenal fans don't rate him. I think he's good. I don't think he's good for that system. Which is not to say I know what system he would be good for. He just doesn't seem to fit in with whatever Arteta is doing. Um, except Damn, the guy for guys goes a hat trick and. Uh, Still can't get in the next he team. Scored, he scored a hat-trick against the worst team in the league. I mean, I'm saying he's very good. I just don't think he's a good fit there. No, he's not their striker. 
Um, but play in the next game. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Keep playing him. I hope I'm wrong because I think he's a great player. I think he's a little underrated, um, at least if you ask Arsenal fans who generally seem to not like him. Um, but I don't know. Anyway, no surprises there. 5-0. How about uh, Wolves drawing with Newcastle? They seem to be the uh, top table spoilers this season. There's always one. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, uh, hold on. You consider Newcastle in the top table? I don't, but some people do. I do. They're, they're, have they touched the top table in a while? No. I didn't think so. They're still in the Champions League. They're in the top 10, maybe. Callum Wilson's like got the third most goals, too. He's very good. Kieran Trippier. Yeah, they're, a, they're, they're an elite team. Uh, yeah, Wolves um, continuing to impress against all odds, it seems. And... I wonder how long they can keep it going now, just as they seem to get things going. They're losing Neto to a um, hamstring injury. So I know, that's brutal. So Leads the league in assists right now, too. But I, I was going Han, to start... Sagan? Han, the uh, oh, yeah, guy the, that scored the yeah. second goal. Juan. Juan, my apologies. Yeah. He scored against us, too, didn't he? He did. Yeah, yeah he's their best That's forward. when we were letting one goals in at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, so we might still be doing that. <laughs> We're playing the bottom of the table right now. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Agreed with that too. No, I just uh, uh, I just started to think that they got things sorted out at Wolves, mm-hmm. and um, you know I think all of us have been pretty down on them all season. But um, you know I keep getting accused of that. It's like three four weeks running. I've been saying no. Nah, I think they're better than we thought they were. You do. I'm no, the one, no, I, I'm the one I, slagging them off mostly. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. I'll my take my your point bullets. is how though that just as I I was finally starting to believe it, I'm. Not sure now with Neto gone. Agreed. He's so, a huge part of yeah. why they were good. Yeah. We tried, all right? We tried our best, and it wasn't enough. Um, yeah, losing Neto is going to be... Uh, well, maybe. Maybe they got some other guy, like a Brighton style, just comes in behind him and does just as well. I tend to doubt I'm it. giving Nick a very skeptical look. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm following that up with an I tend to doubt it. Yeah. Rightfully so, but uh, at this point, that looks like it's going to be a huge loss for them. Um, I still don't think they're going to be as bad as some of the relegation favorites right now. Speaking but. of relegation favorites, United? Uh, United. <laughs> United. <laughs> no, that's no, keep going, keep going. I'm almost there. Um, United lose 3-0 to their Manchester rivals, the dreaded Man City. Uh, Holland scores two more, Foden gets one, and Holland, I, did you see how he kind of like rolled out the red carpet for Foden to knee slide. I was like, man, what what are you doing? You're not that good yet. You can't just do that. I, I felt I felt a little like little man syndrome for f- poor Phil Foden. You know, it's a little arrogant. You don't think so? He, I don't care so. The, the only other part that I really saw reported on that game, apart from United being terrible, was that, that um, uh, Bernardo Silva was the man of the match, was he? Was he? Yeah. I didn't see who the man and, of the match um, was. I turned it off as soon as they <laughs> yeah, blew the whistle. Yeah, was man of the match, and Haaland said, I love you to uh, Bernardo Silva. And, uh, oh, that's nice. And evidently, Pep has said it previously about Bernardo Silva, so there's a big love fest for Bernardo Silva. Oh. Well, good for it's him. It's a love shack over there. I don't want to know any more than that. Um, there was a couple of awful officiating calls. I was saying right before we started recording this, for a Manchester Derby, one, it didn't live up to the hype it was kind of both a boring match and a poorly officiated match which made for just like it just wasn't fun to watch um and that might be the liverpool fan of me and letting my bias out but i don't know what did what did you guys so the penalty 
um, is on Rodri. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the penalty on Rodri. He Hoyland 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 Hoyland. Excuse me. Um, he does have his arm around him now. The officials say if you track the ball, it he would have gotten there. Right, that's okay. what the officials were saying. Okay. So it was a missed header, possibly a scoring chance because okay. it was so close to the, you know, penalty right. spot. Looking at it, he has been pulled back in the box. He makes a bit of a meal of it. Yeah, goes to ground. Should have been a penalty, probably. Yeah, he's been pulled back in the box. I mean, like proper hand around. Right. But that is nothing compared to what Maguire was doing to Holland down the other end. Holland was trying to get into the box. Literally, that massive slab head was standing there, <laughs> both arms around like he's a fucking teddy bear. And that right? was the one that got the pen? And that didn't get anything. That didn't get anything. And then it looked like a little bit of a rugby tackle. Yeah. He's now inside the box, still nothing. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I, see, love, I now, love the word consistency around here. Well, see, now it's stuff like this where I'm like, okay, if nothing's getting called, then they're just going to let these guys have at it. And honestly, I'm more okay with nothing getting called than only some things getting called. And then we had calls being made that, uh, what was the the penalty that got Holland that, that first goal? I'm not quite sure, but... I forget. I can it tell that, uh, I know what Holland will be for Halloween. Uh, Freddie Mercury, because he's wanting to break free. Oh, Jesus. Oh, boy. Cut. <laughs> um... No, I thought that the penalty on Holland for the stuff that wasn't getting called was soft. I don't remember what it was. Um, I just remember at the time I'm going, that's what they're going to call the penalty on. And then later in the game, you had Anthony trying to beat on whoever it was down on the other end, and nothing was called there either. Nothing. I will tell you a positive of the game. What's that? Oddly enough, it's from Man City. It's Edison. Yeah. Edison can just take like six, seven players out of the game with passing that ball right. He does a bit of what Allison does for Salah. Not as good. Not as good, but in that game against uh, United, I wanted to say scum. I'm going to say scum. Yeah, scum's fine. Um, yeah, he was taking six, seven players out at a time, and he was just getting players right in the midfield open every single time. Yeah, he he, he has games where he's not very good at that. And other games where he's brilliant. Oh, yeah. Totally agree. Um, he's very hit and miss. You know, he's a great shot blocker, but his actual, I guess we'll call it the sweeper-keeper role, can be, I mean, it can be his biggest Achilles heel at the same time. Mm-hmm. United just suck, so he was able to really succeed in that role. Oh, um, they totally suck. Uh, Michael Oliver was VAR, by the way, and Paul Tierney was... Um, Familiar ref. names. That's yeah. not a good sign. Yeah. Um, how sucky were they? Well, they had 40% uh, possession, United. Mm. Seven attempts compared to the 21 City did. Christ. Three on target. Uh, seven corners. Their XG. I know you love XG. I do. I'm a big fan of XG. 0. 0.95. <laughs> while City have four. Well, they they kind of found their mean there, so that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. United aren't good. They still haven't found a system. Ten Hag has addressed it, et cetera, et cetera, et Last cetera. little tidbit, by the way, of the Derby. It's 142 years since their first meeting. And that's it. That's all I'm done. So 34 games lost since Sir Alex Ferguson's retirement. Um, Sir Alex Ferguson in the 26 years he was at the club only lost 34 times. So I think we know what's wrong with United. I think we know what's right with United. We can call it right. We can call it wrong. But we know why they're not winning games. 
Uh, Neil, anything else on that? I don't think so. I the the Alex Ferguson stats an interesting one, but to me, in the time Ferguson was there for a long period of time, they had all of the players and all of the money. They mm. were the, so <laughs> so. It probably is slight slightly biased, but um. Well, they paid four hundred million dollars in eighteen months for Ten Hag's team, and yeah, it's <laughs> you could buy four Jude Bellingham's with that. Yeah, it just wasn't as competitive. I can buy one Mo Salah and one Madison. There you go. I don't know if that math is correct. It is. Moving on. Long may United dwell in the lower nether regions of the league. <laughs> I love it. Go back to where you came from. Uh, so anything else? We had Burnley losing another game this week. Um, I don't think we need to dig into that. Everton. Um, get the- I did watch that game. That was on Friday. Friday night? Friday. Mm. No, Saturday Spurs morning. were Friday. Yeah, that goal from um, Burnley, fantastic outside the box goal, and then the goal for Bournemouth, second goal. Watch that one; that's even longer. It's wicked. They're I the only two positives won't. of that whole game, by the way. <laughs> I probably won't go back and watch that, but if I it's on a highlight, I will scroll past yeah. it if it pops up. Um, Villa continue winning, um, just absolutely. Yeah, dominating. just quietly going about doing that business, Villa. Yeah, very so. good team this year. Scary. If we hadn't already played them, I'd be scared. Oh, I have that written exactly in my notes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, they they seem to. I don't know. They didn't. They either we're that much better. I mean, there could be a pretty significant gap in the top four, um, as we're seeing this year and years past. So Villa could just be dominating everything up to the Champions League spots. Um, we'll know more by season's end because they did lose to Liverpool. But um, man, just had an off day in that game. Or our true. systems just just neutralized theirs in that game. I mean, it was certainly mm-hmm. pretty comfortable and we thought it was going to be tense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, the game against Liverpool, Villa are quietly going about building a really good season. Yeah. They're I'd, exciting to watch too. It's fun. I'd it's pay fun a lot of cash for cash. As a I'd rather nice have Ollie Watkins. Backup, backup for Trent. I'd rather have Ollie Watkins. Yeah. I'll pass on both. Okay. Oh, okay. That's fair. I'm just saying, if we're I, taking I like, someone. <clears throat> I'm going to sound like him on WordPress. Watching Cash during that game, uh, his running, his passing, and his uh, work rate from the back was nice to watch. He's a good player. Got mm. an own goal for us, though. So he's basically already a Liverpool player. <laughs> um, we also saw uh, a draw, um, Brighton and Fulham, which I think su- would have surprised just about anyone. But that seems to be a... You don't think so? I think... I said it in the podcast last week. I think Brighton are going to struggle. They don't have the squad depth. They're playing in Europe. Mm, They demolished Ajax. Yes, um, but they're playing two games. and They don't have squad depth. They've lost players. Um, It's fine losing players and bringing players in, but you take time to do that. When you're playing two games a week, it's kind of difficult to do that and difficult to find the time in training. So I'm not surprised. I I think I said last week that I expect Brighton to finish somewhere in the... um, mid or lower half of the table unless so, they get knocked um, out so yeah yeah I mean unless they get knocked out but they're not going to right now so so yeah I I wasn't so totally surprised with the draw I uh, you know Fulham will Fulham will be in mid table at the end of the, the season I think Fulham and Brian match up reasonably well I think Brian got a better manager okay yeah I guess that's mm-hmm. a fair point um, and then Spurs won again. Yeah, that's yeah. the that's the last one I had. I don't really 
Yeah. Spurs top of the league. Yeah, yeah, for now. They were what were they and five points clear at one point until the They were, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But now I think what two teams Well, they play an extra game, so yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's take a quick break and then we'll uh we'll take a look at um our Europa League contest against Toulouse. And we're back, listener. Um, not much to say about this other than uh, Jota, Endo, Nunez, Gravenberch, and Salah all score against Toulouse in a 5-1 victory. That's an awful lot to say. It sure is. Gravenberch got man of the match. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I mean, this is pretty much what we expected. We, I think we said on last week's episode we expected to put four or five past them, and that's exactly what happened. Um, but we did get to see a lot of the youngsters. Neil, talk about it. Yeah, so we had uh, debuts for uh, Luke Chambers and then uh, Cal- uh, left back. And then Callum Scanlon came on later on for him. And then we also had, of course, James McConnell, uh, James McConnell who was a mm-hmm. surprising um, person to see. But given the scoreline, I think it was a perfect time to blood young talent. This is what we want out of this Europa. If we have to be in the Europa League, which we haven't got any choice, then um, blooding players, giving that feel of a full house at, at Anfield it's <clears throat> it's a responsibility and you saw that a little bit from Luke Chambers and he will um, grow from it when he made the mistake that caused the goal mm-hmm. he probably would have got away with it in um, in the under 21s and things like that but yeah he, he had the ball on the sideline he wanted to keep the pace going he was trying to do all of the things he'd been told in training and he just had the ball nicked away from him and you know the, I thought Kelleher could have done better with the, the ball wasn't too far away from his feet. I thought he probably could have saved it. But Bit of um, net rust on Kelleher, yeah, we'll rust there it. too. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think Luke Chambers will grow from that. I, I want him back in the team again um, very soon, and we'll get to that in a minute. So, so that he doesn't dwell on those mistakes. That you know, luckily uh, it cost a goal, but Liverpool had five more uh, in reserve. So, uh, yeah, so it was okay, but. Uh, but yeah, good to see the youngsters. Good to see a bunch of people scoring. You know, scoring is a good habit to to have. So, uh, especially in football. Yeah, I, I football in college. <laughs> two places you want to score a lot. Get it I, out of the way early. I had a very enjoyable time um, in college. Uh, watch, no, watching this oh. game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching this game. I went to a, I went to school with a fifteen to one male to female ratio. It was. It was <laughs> let's, hard. let's stop talking about the eighteen hundreds. Um, <laughs> Look, on your point. It's a testament to Liverpool nurturing young talent. It's great. It's watching them come into a European night and perform is even better. It's European night. You don't get many of those unless you're in the Europa League or <laughs> you use you're a, someone's out injured in the Champions League. The youth beats the minnows. That's a good sign, mm. and that's exactly what happened. We uh, minnow came into Anfield and got. I mean, we didn't really have to play Salah. Salah didn't need to come on. I assume that was to keep him warm, like I had said last Probably, week. Yeah. Um, and, of course, he gets a goal in the end in extra time. First goal for Endo. First goal for Endo. A really good yeah. header from across. Who was that? Trent who hit the cross, I think. First yeah, captaincy Trent, for yeah. Trent. First captaincy. Hits a cross into... Nope, nope that's incorrect. No, I'm, that's gonna, just, I'm pretty sure he, he has, has been, worn the armband. He has not started as captain yet. That is true. So it's his first <laughs> captaincy. 
debut as captain maybe you should re- sure. there we go that's sure. better let's let's, <laughs> let's call it pick that. that shit yeah split the hairs even more <clears throat> he doesn't have enough left anyway <laughs> endo off. endo and this is the first time i'm not mocking his name i'm never mocking who he is it's just sounds like a dublin nickname that you give someone that's going to steal your car wheels there anyway um it was really <laughs> really nice to I'm not being offensive, so let me say something <laughs> offensive immediately afterwards. No, no, no. You're a Shamrock Rovers fan. You know what it's like in Tala. Yeah, yeah totally. But you've never been there. Totally, totally. <laughs> anyway, now that I've like segregated a whole place in Dublin <laughs> to right this up. accent, they're not going to look for me at all. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to Endo actually scoring a goal. It was brilliant. Yes, it was nice watching it. He was uh, so high in the air for a little guy. Yeah. Shades of Jata. Uh, mm, what comes to that? It's <laughs> great with his head. Um, Gravenberch's standout performance, though. Yeah, man of the that, match. That was amazing. 96% accuracy in mm. passing. Mm. Three chances created. Like, kids just 21. Four shots it's on nice target. That. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable player. Mm. I do have one question. 8.8 rating, apparently. Game. My one question for this game is how on earth did Toulouse get all of those flares in the stadium? <laughs> oh, yeah. I have no idea. What kind of security is that? You can you can barely sneeze at the cop end. You and, were um, the last person on this table that was at Anfield. What's it like going through the, the turnstiles? Is there yeah, metal there detectors? No secu- no secu- I was at the cop and there was no security at all. There was n- exactly. no metal detector, no check. So. Exactly. Wow. Unless, okay. unless, you're wearing, <laughs> <That's> <clears throat> unless you're wearing a certain kind of shirt, apparently. Yes. Never mind. We'll move along. No, no. Go on to that. People are going to ask anyway. So, okay. All right. We'll move on. Politically motivated slogans were not allowed. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. You can put two and two together, listener. Um, Anything else to say on uh, Toulouse? I mean... They're going to lose the next game in two weeks' time. Yeah, we play them again. Yeah. It's always a little tougher when you play away, though. They'll they'll be up for it. We're going to France. It's an hour away. It doesn't matter. It's a. It's <laughs> still going to be a, a hostile. They, they, Actually, they did more a like good three. job of creating a hostile environment with their traveling support, mm-hmm. support as much as they could at Anfield. Yeah. You could hear them singing and things. Yeah. I, um, it was terrific support from them. It's going to be a little bit more intense over there. Uh, I'm not downplaying be, them. Like having, are, but that's being, okay. <laughs> I'm not downplaying I mean, their fans. Five, five. I'm downplaying that their ability to play against us. Yeah, I can but still I just see don't think coming you should, out with um, a win. Yes, going there. European night, etc., etc. Et as always, tougher. yeah. Um, I'd be happy with a draw. Yeah, and that's all we need to advance. No, I, I want to come away with at least a two 0 win. Um, that, that's all we need—a win or a draw in any game going forward—and we advance. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that. All right, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about the next cup match we've got against Bournemouth. Welcome back. We're going to talk about the League Cup, the Carabao Cup, the Milk Cup, whatever the hell cup it's Carling called. Carling Cup. Uh, oh, yeah. That's when United won it. We won it when it was the Carling Cup also. I think we won it when it was every cup. Anyway, we're playing Bournemouth. What round is it? Is this the first? No, this is the second. Round 16, my friend. Right. So this is our second game in the League Cup? Yes. Who was the first? Does anyone remember? Leicester. Thank you. Yes, it was a smashing victory. 3-1, we conceded first. Yeah, that sounds like Liverpool. <laughs> exactly. It was in that every, time. Every, it yeah. definitely was at that time. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, Bournemouth is coming up. Uh, we've no, got, no, they're going down. Uh, in the uh, league, at least. More than likely, yes. Or at least they're going to barely scrape by. 
this team is woeful. They've got a couple of good players, um, some players of note. Solanke, Philip Billing, um, maybe that's it. I, that's I really. It. Uh, Lewis Cook, well, he's out. I think he's suspended. Neto, he's out injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max Ahrens, he may be doubtful. And Sensei, Sensei? I'm not pronouncing that correctly. He's also doubtful. That's probably the only big players that are probably missing for them. So we're going to um, end up getting their youth team just by circumstance. <laughs> we'll get the same team that um, played uh, Burnley this weekend. Okay. All right. Minus Neto and the injured player. Well, that. I like to think that our youth team is going to put up a bigger fight than Burnley did, which isn't saying much, but um, I assume that's what we're all, we're kind of all expecting from this match is another... I would almost hope a mirror of the Toulouse lineup. Um, I think this team is going to be a little tougher than Toulouse. So maybe we stick a couple of senior players on. But Do you want to talk lineup? Because I have one down. Yeah, let's go for it. All right. So I have Kelleher starting again. Okay. All right. Yeah. Don't. Give, give, him, give, him, give him some minutes. He needs yeah. a little, we need a little trust. Well, I have Adrian starting. Oh. Adrian. Wow. I keep forgetting Adrian's still on the team. Yeah, he's the there. Yeah, good uh, for him. Gomez, Matip, I never pronounced Quinoa right. Quanza. Quanza. And Chambers. Oh. I brought him back. Okay. So I have. What do you got? I have Gomez, Matip, Quanza, and Chambers. Yeah, that's Excellent. what I would have put out too. Excellent. Yeah, okay. We're in agreement. So far, so good. Yeah. Here's where it gets weird Elliot Endo Jones. I have Elliot Endo Jones. I would have said the same thing. I'm okay. not quite sure how, but. Um, um, okay, this is where it gets even weirder, I think. Salah, Nunez, and Gakpo? Doke, Diaz, and Gakpo. Diaz. Oh. Assuming. We could have had a trifecta there. Assuming and also maybe he wants to play. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that was said in our uh, our group chat with our friends from the pub is that, you know, for some people, work is a good distraction, and that's a fair point. Um, so well, if so he back, hasn't played. He needs to stay sharp and match yep. fit and things like that. And uh, Work is a great distraction unless your so, parents are being kidnapped. Yeah, yeah well. but he may he may play. It's, it's entirely up to him, um, yes. in, in my opinion. If he wants to play in that game, it's a perfect game for him to stay in shape. Yes, I agree. Low-pressure situation. Uh, I don't think if, if by some chance Liverpool were to get knocked out, in this, I don't think anyone would would cry over one less game played during the season. Um, but realistically, we probably should we should wash this one pretty quickly. Yeah, even with the with the youth, the youth I, looked really good. I can see it slipping up. To be honest, against this, I can see yeah. Bo- Bournemouth having something to play for and us not really having anything to play for. Agreed. So. Agreed. Yeah, we just won this two years ago, and really, I think our focus is on Europe and the league. And right now, we're only three points off the top. So let's. As, as Neil, put, we won Ringo and George. This year, we want Paul and. We want Paul John. and John. Yeah. yeah. Um, unfortunately, we'll only be able to get one of the two because we're getting Pete Best in the Europa League. <laughs> <Exactly>. But, <laughs> but I, I think, um, uh, or at least George Martin. Um, but yeah, I really uh, these games. I could always, be a lot worse. Could be the conference. You get Yoko Ono. If we could only put, <laughs> oh god, <laughs> Jesus, the Audi Cup. There you go, Spurs. Um, if we could put just the starting eleven of youth and Adrians and that kind of stuff on the pitch to to just keep them going and like you said earlier, keep them at Anfield. Is this home or away? I don't even. I was just it's away. At, I don't even remember. Oh, oh, okay. We're we're at the Palm Tree. In which case, in which case, Diaz will not play. No, yeah, there's no way he's going to travel to to palm trees. Yeah, he already has them in, at home. If that's where he is, <laughs> um, and honestly, I hope he does play because that probably means his father was found. agreed. So, 
Um, we'll try to keep on the bright side. Either way, this should be a quick, easy game to win if even part of the starting 11 comes out. If Salah really plays, which I think he probably will. It's another Sunday match after that, so I think that's more training than anything. That's what they're going to use this for. It's going to be a training exercise, exactly. Yeah, because realistically, the competition is going to be about as stiff as it is in their training, I would assume. Um, so I think that's that, unless anyone has any other thoughts on Bournemouth in the League Cup. I have lots of thoughts about Bournemouth, but they're not good. It's mostly about palm trees. <laughs> Salty air. Sorry, that song's going around my there head. There you go. There you go. All right, let's do closing thoughts. Tom. Closing thoughts. Um, it's great to have uh, another win under our belt. It's great to be in the top four. It's great to be alive. Football is life, people. <laughs> um, sorry, I've got back into 10 lasso. It's hard not to. Um, yeah, I liked what I saw. I liked the link up between um, Salah, Nunes and Zol Boschlai. It was really good. I'd like to see a little bit more of that in our next game. We'll talk about Luton in our thursday episode mm-hmm. but yeah i liked what i saw against forest eh, not too pushed if we lose against bournemouth but okay. yeah they're my thoughts all right neil what do you got so we've got a run of four relatively easy fixtures on paper we're halfway through those um won the first two i just want to see it continue and let's win the next two love it um yeah, that's exactly how I hoped we would play against uh, Forrest, and we did. So I have no complaints, and um, I'd like to lose to uh, to be a sign of, uh, you know, what we're going to see from the future talent. Just final closing thoughts from all of us. Uh, best of luck, and uh, you're in our uh, best wishes to uh, Luis Diaz's family. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and on that, we've been giving him as much love as we possibly can on our Instagram page. It's at come on red men podcast. Uh, so go check that out and leave hearts and all kinds of stuff to show your support along with us. Um, and we'll talk to you Thursday. Thanks for listening. Chat to you soon.